Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian Reactionary Day on Kovacevic. Day on, before we get to the news of the day about the Titans and Steelers game, the first round of these MLB playoffs are best of three, and I know how much you hated when the wild card was best of one. I'm sure you're having a conniption over this as well. No, best of three is at least something. Because the best of one, and you and I talked about this at the time, was basically nothing other than a my ace versus your ace thing. And that's just not a way so to, to get an sort ace. out a 162-game season. Uh, because that's not the nature of way the way baseball is. Not even in the regular well, season. Now, now, Everything it, is in it, series. Series, what series. If, what if next year they play 162 games, which I don't believe they will, but let's just say. Oh, I think they will. And then they keep the same playoff format, which I think they will. Uh, Manfred's kind of hedging on that, but go ahead. Well, what if it's best of three then after 162-game season? Perfectly fine. Even though the number one seed is put at such a disadvantage. Although I will say, one smart thing they did was put the top seed Getting all the home games. That's fair. Yes, they can do that. They can also have the number one seed not play at all in that round if you have an expanded playoff. There's nothing wrong with that either. You know, take what, the what th- if you take, take seven teams and give the number one seed a bye. Exactly. If you win your division, you really should get something special. You really well, should. Now, now hold it. That you'd only be able to give one division winner that. Oh, somebody can come up with this. There's some math involved, but I'm sure somebody can really. figure out a way to reward. If, if, if you want to give, if you want to give all the division winners, you know, first round buys, then it has to be four versus five. That's yeah. it. Two wild cards. One and done's the worst. That's all I have to say. I about love this. it. It's very exciting. I hate it. Now, uh, do you think baseball moving forward will uh, keep the rule changes they implemented this season, uh, specifically the DH in the National League? which Manfred has said the National League will decide, which means there won't be a DH. And what about the runner on second to start extra innings and the seven-inning games for doubleheaders? The runner on second will remain. Uh, that one is uh, it, it's a little bit surprising to me that that's the way baseball is going to go, but that's what I've heard is that they're going to keep the runner at second. Uh, they like what it does to protect pitchers' arms. It's going like to shorten the game time. I like what it does to get games over with. Yeah, and that's, that's Rob Manfred's main point on this particular subject. Uh, he's looking for any way at all to get average game time down, and that's kind of a cheesy way to do it. But you know what? Anybody who watched it, it started out cheesy, and then it just became just part became of the game. Normal, didn't it? Yep. I mean, the only I, I I can imagine around here that the 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 feeling about it is probably worse than in other cities. The Pirates went one and six in those games, uh, but for the most part. Hey, you just start the inning with a runner on second, and there's an instant urgency to it. You know what I mean, Mark? Like, you're tuned in right away instead of just, here's our crappy reliever against their crappy reliever, and we're going to sit here all night. What about the seven-inning doubleheaders? That one is going to go. That's that's not going to happen. Think? Yeah. Why? Uh, because it's hard to do day-night doubleheaders like that and charge a full price for the product. And I think that's so, something so, that Major so, League Baseball... So charge one price, charge one low price for two games. <laughs> okay, you go tell that to the owners. Well, I mean... It's it, just not going to happen. You ask why, that's why. No, I, I, I bet that is why, but I, I like that. I thought that was a good innovation, and I, I think for people who like want to watch a ton of baseball... 14 innings is perfect as opposed to one never-ending nine-inning yeah, game. It's also going to be a very, very small part of the schedule. There weren't doubleheaders before coronavirus. Uh, there were never scheduled doubleheaders, and the rescheduled ones are going to get split into day-night. So. You think that you think the DH uh, will be in the National League or no? I, I, I think that's a 50-50 right now, and I think that one, like everything else in life and sports, is going to come down to money because you – you do expand payroll slightly by having a DH on your roster. Very, very slightly. Right, but it's paying a fifth bench guy 
or you're paying like if you have a Jim Tomey type, you know what I'm saying? You actually do have to pay that DH more than you would the backup and again, shortstop. He exactly. So my, my guess is that I don't know. I'm fifty-fifty on that. You're not 50, one of those guys that. who's fanatic about the no, DH. No, I couldn't care less. Not being in baseball because couldn't. I don't I, want to watch pitchers hit. Do they're you? normally sane people that just. No. Self-flagellate no, that's over that. Stupid. Do you, you mean, it, and the whole idea that it adds or subtracts strategy and stuff like that, nobody pays to watch strategy, and nobody pays to watch a pitcher hit. Nobody pays to watch the infield shift. Nobody pays to watch the three true outcomes. Baseball has lost Baseball's the Baseball's got a lot of problems, and whether or not it has a DH isn't one of them. Uh, okay, let's move on to the stiller talk. Yeah. Uh, Tomlin said not too long ago that uh, it looks like the game's going to be Monday, yeah. which, which I've heard as well. And, uh, I booked my plane ticket to that effect, so I sure hope it is. There you go. <laughs> now, um, do you think they're moving the game off Sunday because of concern over COVID, or do you think they're moving no. it back, as I believe, to let the Titans no, practice? You're, you're 100% right, and, it, and it's it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, it's the NFL uh, going out of its way to accommodate the sacred holy grounds that are football practices you know it's, it's it's just inconceivable to anybody that you could go into a game without running through plays that you're looking at in playbooks and on video and all the other technology and, that we and have, have done for weeks and have done for weeks and you can and then you still have to go out there not only and practice them but then you have your saturday walk through and walk through them one more time look i understand there is a value to practices i also understand that you can play games without them you can play one game without them we're not in the beginning of the season here the titans know their playbook at this point they know what they're doing and if they don't guess what too bad and if that didn't that message didn't come across loud enough loud and clear enough for me it sure did from the steelers today didn't it yeah ben certainly said tough took us and uh that's it and he's right no he's totally right and now they've taken the titans problem and made it the steelers problem right because now they get a short week to prepare for the uh, Eagles at Over all. a practice. I can't stress this enough. This is not being done as a result of safety. The Titans have been told that their facility, their practice facility, would be open again on Saturday because they're using two or three days to clean the place out. Totally understood, Why right? Why couldn't they use another facility? They could go to a random patch of grass and run through plays. I remember when we were kids, the Steelers had that, like, practice field on the north side right across the, the caddy corner from where heinz field is yeah now. exactly yeah, uh-huh. up, i know up what you're where the about. convenience scores are yeah and it's like uh you know the fast food joints and it was like one third the size of a football field no. but it had goal posts and Didn't it matter. was just fine for practice yeah i mean we're, we're sounding like we're really dating ourselves here but i mean it, that's it's just a patch of grass that you need and i have no doubt that the the, the titans whined and complained and everything else about it and I don't understand it. They could have played this game Sunday at 1 o'clock, and now guess what, Mark? The NFL has set its precedent. Now, here's something else I I find interesting, and you and I talked about this off the air. You've been told that CBS, because CBS keeps the game, right? Yes. You've been told that CBS is going to go head-to-head with ESPN on Monday night with the primetime game. Yeah, that, I can't believe the league would want that. I, I don't I can't believe ESPN would want it. I mean, you would think it's not that up to when, them apparently. Well, apparently not, but if when you pay those kinds of bucks for Monday games, for Sunday night games, for Thursday night games, you're doing so with the aura of exclusivity. That's the reason that you're having those games. If if CBS just goes and drops 
Steelers versus Titans, two undefeated teams on the other channel. Guess what? Forget Monday Night Football, or at least whatever they're calling well, Monday see, Night Football. That's why I thought they would play the game either in the late afternoon on yeah. CBS or Tuesday. Now, well, I, I my biggest too. fear was Tuesday, and let me tell you, if they had played Tuesday, would have Tuesday Night Football on a regular basis before too long. Yeah, I know, but at the same time, I mean, you're talking about a turnaround now because now you shoot you shoot down the other team, in this case Pittsburgh's, Wednesday of preparation for the Eagles. Now you're leaving the Steelers with a day and a half of prep for Philadelphia. And guess what? The Steelers didn't do anything wrong. And anybody who gets offended, by the way, the idea of, oh, the Titans didn't do anything wrong, they were victims of this, or Guess what? That's the nature of the beast right now. This is part of the game. You have to keep yourself virus-free. It's part of the game. How will the Steelers deal with Derrick Henry? I've been contemplating that since week's beginning because my first impulse was you run blitz like you did to shut down Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, but then my second impulse is, boy, Ryan Tannehill is so good at play action. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are going to do their damage against the Steelers uh, in, in one form or other. Uh Knowing Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler and their priorities, always, always, always going to be to take away the run. We saw that almost to a fault this past Sunday with how they were just hell-bent on keeping Deshaun Watson in the pocket at the cost of anything else. Yeah, that, that's a good point. In each of the games, they've taken away the big weapon from the other it's team, all especially Barkley and, like you said, Watson getting out of the pocket. And it's almost always run-specific. They feel like, and Minka Fitzpatrick has talked about this uh, pretty eloquently, they feel like if they can make the other team one-dimensional, they're going to be just fine in one form or other. So with the Titans, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge because you have Tannehill throwing the ball well. He's got a 105 quarterback rating right now, 10th best in the league. And, he, he's and, and really good, underrated, but really good. He's, I think he's, he's efficient. You see, I think we argued about this last week, but mm-hmm. I, I'd rather have him than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, that depends on the the kind of team you surround him with. I mean, the Texans are just a mess. But Derrick Henry is a guy, you asked how are they going to stop him. First and foremost, what you have to make sure is that he's not rolling up your middle. Uh, Leonard Fournette, for those of you who are thinking of an example in the Jacksonville playoff well, game. Not, to be, to you be can't fair, do that. To be fair, Fournette's disappeared since then, but the difference between yeah. those two, and also between Barkley and Henry in terms of uh, in terms of acceleration, Henry does take a little bit to get his feet moving yes, in the backfield. And that's something the Steelers can probably take advantage of. They can, but again, that starts with stuffing the middle, which means Tyson Alualu has to be at his best. Cam Hayward stuffing to it, and he has. And you know who else has been great? And this includes at run stopping is Vince Williams. Vince Williams is off to a really, really, really good start uh, to his three games. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, including on the pass rush. I think the Steelers are going to be solid enough. Up front, up the middle, I don't think they have to do anything extra. I don't think they have to bring safeties up to the line of scrimmage. As a result, I think they're going to be fine. On the other hand, Mark, they're going to be able to run like crazy on that team. Well, let, let's go to that. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Dayson <laughs> Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com here on the X. Will the Steelers stay committed to the running game? Because they, they barely ran it all the week before. And I know it's situational. It depends on, on the score, uh, what the opposition does on defense. But... I think when you impose your will on the other team, well, look at Houston mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. They were only down by a score. They had you no answer. Tell they were broken. They had no answer. Yeah. And I, and I, I like, I mean, one of the things uh, Ben has talked about this a lot is the, their four minute offense, as they refer to it, is get the ball, make sure you eat up the clock, make sure you win the game. They've done that through their running backs, and that's plural. It's been more than just James Conner. 
Uh, they're the only team in the NFL that's had 100-yard rushers in, the, in each of the first three weeks. But Tennessee, for anybody who doesn't know this, ranks 32nd in a 32-team league in run defense. And Daquan Jones is one of their better run defenders. Think about this for a second. And he's one of the coronavirus kids. He, he, he plugs it up. He won't be plugging it up on, on, on well, in this no, game. Well, that's not necessarily true, you know. If if you get two negatives in a three-day span, you can play. I mean, I, I doubt he will, but he I might. I very seriously doubt after all this fuss that any that either he or the long snapper or the other guy are going to oh, play. Oh, we talked well, the moment, other practice squad, we but talked yeah. moments ago about the self-importance of football. Don't rule it out. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but look, they haven't been able to stop the run regardless. If the Steelers can establish the run and, like you say, stick by it to an extent, challenge Mike Vrabel to put eight or nine in a box. You know what I mean? Force yeah. him oh, to yeah. stop it and then... Here we go, as they say, because that's when Ben's going to find all kinds of targets. Mark, you know which plays I'm talking about where, where Juju or James Washington would come in off the edges on those little quick slants? Yeah. Those are 75-yard plays if you can do it against eight men in a box. Well, one good thing about the game being delayed, it does give Deontay Johnson a chance to get yes. through concussion protocol, and that would be really big. It would. Actually, I'll go further. That would be worth this whole thing. It really well, would. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I think it would. I, because... I, I don't know if they need Deontay to beat Tennessee. Well, and I and I, and I I'm not crazy about that short week after what's going to be a tough, very physical game against Tennessee. It, it will, but Deontay is able to do one thing that the other receivers don't consistently, and that's that out curl route that Ben loves. You know which one I'm talking yep. about by this by this sideline. Uh, he does that better than anybody else. I, I could argue that you could get the, the tight ends involved in that regard, too. We saw a little bit of Eric Ebron doing that. We saw Vance McDonald do it once. Uh, ben needs that route in order to be at his best and his most efficient when he has that rhythm going. Deontay's a big part of that. Now, it's tough to talk about tactics because, like I mentioned earlier, they're so situational and yeah. based on the opposition. Uh, but I want to get back to defense because the Steelers had great success in the second half against Houston by dropping seven and rushing four. Yeah. And, of course, that entailed a lot of zone defense, almost exclusively. What are they better at in coverage, zone or man-to-man? I know they prefer man-to-man, but I'm not so sure they should. Heavy zone is my answer. Um, in, in, in talking to a couple of their guys after that game and, and, and attempting to break down specifically that aspect of it uh, on film, what we saw the Steelers do was drop multiple guys into zones so that, for example, when TJ chased Deshaun Watson all the way to the sideline, the one that where he hit him in the, in, the, in the chest, Deshaun looks back over his shoulder, makes the cardinal mistake of throwing late back into the middle of the field. Look who's there. I mean, we circled all the black jerseys. They were everywhere. It well, didn't he's, matter. Trying, he's trying to make a play, but I it get it. It didn't matter that you were out. Look, if, if you were or weren't out of position, it didn't matter. Joe Hayden's interception, what happened there? It wasn't some great coverage. You know, it went in and out of Cortland Sutton's hands. But why did the Steelers get it? Because they had somebody in front of him and they had somebody behind him. That's just a heavy zone. I like it. Now, let's talk about the inside backers. Uh because I'm not sure what to think. I think Vince Williams is handling the extra snaps very well. Yeah. I still don't get some of the defenses when he gets isolated in coverage on a wide receiver. That was just a mistake. That but, wasn't that wasn't by design. But he does his best. He he, he you know, made up for it. Give him credit. That, he's not a coverage guy, but he, no. he does okay. Devin Bush, boy, some 
games I think he looks great. Mm -hmm. Some I don't. And it it breaks down from play to play, series to series. And I know he's inexperienced, but I also know to get to where they want to go, they need more consistency from him. They need some splash, too. I mean, just just go ahead and say that. No, no, I think they got enough guys for splash. Yeah, but we saw it early from him last season. And, of course, we saw everything from Minka early, and everybody was like, you're expecting multiple fumble recoveries. And Minka's been a minimal factor so far this year, but that's mostly because he's a no-fly zone. Right. But when you get to Devin Bush, one thing that I was told by someone with the Steelers was to watch the way the Steelers have taken away screen passes from the other team. That's something to what you just mentioned about Tannehill being good at play action. Devin Bush is going to be huge in that because if Bush is on coverage and he's taking away that option that Tannehill is going to be looking for through the blitz... That's going to be a very big factor, but it's also going to be very much under the current. You know, it's not going to be something that anyone's going to circle on the network and say, hey, look at this great coverage by Devin Bush. No one's going to do that, but it's a huge variable for this defense. Now, the Steelers are 3-0. and This is clearly their toughest game, although Tennessee won their three games by a total of six points against teams that are 1-8. and Yeah. Are you convinced about the Steelers? Are you convinced about Tennessee? Could they both be frauds or neither frauds? I, I think Tennessee's very much a fraud just because... Really? You, yeah, just because of the run defense. I'm sorry, Mark. You can't win consistently in the National Football League if you're giving up an average of 166 yards a game on the ground. There's nowhere to go I from that. I think you're probably right, but I also think it's not a running league anymore. I, I get it, and there's some irony given what they specialize yeah, in when they have the but ball. But it is against them. 6.9 yards per carry. Oh, no, it, it hurts them. I just don't carry. think it's a be-all, end-all. I, I think it can be. I think it will be against Pittsburgh. Uh, as for whether or not Pittsburgh is real, I'm going to keep answering that one the same way, and that is you show me the Steelers establishing visible offensive rhythm, and I'll show you a team that's going to challenge Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. The rest of it's going to be in place. Well, yeah, I what really about that? Because you saw, I'm sure, the Kansas oh, City ball. 6.9 yards per carry. Oh, no, it, it hurts them. Per I just don't carry. think it's a be-all, end-all. I, I think it can be. I think it will be against Pittsburgh. Uh, as for whether or not Pittsburgh is real, I'm going to keep answering that one the same way, and that is you show me the Steelers establishing visible offensive rhythm, and I'll show you a team that's going to challenge Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. The rest of it's going to be in place. Well, yeah, I what really about that? Because you saw, I'm sure, the Kansas oh, City-Baltimore geez. game. I, like here, I watched that game, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I think Baltimore's still real good. Won a good night for them, but they're still real good. But the way they looked on the right night, I could see the Steelers beating them. Not every night. But on the right night, beating Kansas City or no, beating, beating Baltimore? Baltimore. Oh yeah, beating you Baltimore. can beat Baltimore. I don't, and I think they. I, I don't think as they soon as will you get ahead of Baltimore, Baltimore, they're a different team, Mark. As yeah, soon as they that, get behind, they, they think, can't come back. I think they could play Kansas City in a best of a hundred and one and get swept in fifty one. Uh, it, it's going to be rough against Kansas City because the one thing that the Chiefs showed that I would assume rattled everybody more than anything else is that defense holding that offense and holding Lamar Jackson to ninety seven yards passing and not a whole lot more on the ground. Uh, that defense is looking almost as good as the I, I, offense. I hate, I hate to be cliched, and you're right, the Kansas City defense does look good. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson, those kind of quarterbacks get figured out all the time, and they either raise their game and expand their it's, game, or they don't. It's the same thing we talked about earlier. As soon as you can render somebody one-dimensional, the Steelers can do that to Baltimore. The Steelers can definitely beat Baltimore. Why are you hesitating on that? Uh I think they could. Yeah. Oh, I think they will. You see, but my my have you heard my three part plan to win the division? Go ahead. It's non negotiable. All right. You have to win the first two games because they're against crap teams. They've yes, done that. Yes, they are. Yes. Okay. Um 
they have to win four of the next six because the schedule gets not it's overwhelming. Tougher. It's tougher. It's, it's one of their. It's their toughest stretch. It yes, really it is. is. Yeah. Which says a lot about how overall easy the schedule is, and they have to sweep Baltimore. I think if they do all three, they win the division. I, I I think if they split with Baltimore, they wind up losing the division by a game. Well, the Steelers don't have to play Kansas City and Baltimore did. So well, that was actually that was actually that's... if I had wanted to make it a superfecta instead mm-hmm. of a trifecta, it would have been Kansas City beating Baltimore. Beating Baltimore, but, but yeah. that's happened too. Uh, one way or another, I think the Steelers have a good chance at winning the division. The offense just needs to keep betting, getting better. That that's number one for me. The defense is gonna the stuff that's gone wrong for the defense. Mark has been just chalkboard stuff. You know, it's stuff that you can figure out. It's not talent stuff. The offense it's, has it's a talent. Weird, it's weird given how good the defense was last year. Yeah, it is, but teams have made adjustments to I'm them, too. They've, that I, plan that Bill O'Brien I'm came with. I'm a lot as many points. That plan that Bill O'Brien came with in the first half was really good. Yeah. Really smart. He, it was a New England playbook, and it's had, not an then accident. then he had no adjustment to the Steelers' adjustment. No, none whatsoever. And that's where you give and actually, uh, Mike Tomlin and his coordinators get credit. And I know that's like sacrilege in this town, but it's it's just fair. Oh, I thought I thought especially Fickner. Yep, had a had a great game. Although it's funny with Bill O'Brien, I think he's a horrible GM. I think he's a decent coach. He can be, but he also can get a little too stubborn for his own good. And I thought he was in that second half. Who wins Monday? Well, the Steelers are going to win this game. I think rather easily. Really? Yeah, I really do. Mark, they can't stop the run. Give me a score. Show me where that happens Give me a score. in high schools. I'd have the Steelers. Uh, let's say thirty-one to eighteen. Thirty-one. Oh, yeah. Uh, they can't stop the run. What if the Steelers pass two-thirds of the time? And I'm not ruling that out, nor should you. Well, then they deserve to lose. <laughs> That's Dejan. Time to Ask Mark Anything. 412-333-WXDX. Ask Mark Anything.